Welcome to the 30-Minute Hour. It's the weekly podcast where we discuss business, sports, politics, and whatever's on our minds. I'm your host, Eric Twig, your procrastination prevention partner, and I'm the author of The Discipline of Now, 12 Practical Principles to Overcome Procrastination. Oh, man. And this is the part of the show that always gets a chuckle. If you can't tell. Oh, man. Joining me as always is Ted Fells. He is the super CEO, the business strategist extraordinaire, and all-around good guy. Good evening, all. And it was nice of Ted to dress for the occasion. The doctor's in the house today, so I thought I'd put on a jacket, a pocket square, and a tie. I'm excited. We were in formal attire. That's on a right. 30-minute hour. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. I'm sure even Britain's got a tie on. Oh, I'm sure Britain's got, sure Britain got a tie on. Yeah. So, so that reminds me, Britton Smith is the next person to be introduced. He's the Renaissance man. He is our prolific political pundit. He's the man who refuses to be pigeonholed. And I refuse to get sick. So y'all got two coughs on the show before I have to hang up. <laughs> he said two coughs and he's hanging up on the show. Yeah, you got a two cough limit. That's it. That's it. And it's always interesting that there's always that delay when we call on Britain. Oh yeah. And we start questioning. Well, you. go ahead, Britain. Well, there's gonna be an ex- there's gonna be an extra delay because I have to take my mask off after I hit unmute. <laughs> And that takes time, right? Right. right? So we've got a studio audience on on the 49th episode. The studio audience can make some noise. (laughs) All these many people we've got. It's it's a huge crowd. We got hand sanitizer as well. Yeah, we got toilet paper. We got got everything you need. Yeah, be careful (laughs) saying that too loud, man. Somebody be there being a bum right there. Coming in and get this, uh, what you call it, Britain? You call it the new currency? <laughs> that Corona cotton currency. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I tell you, I mean, has the world changed a little bit in the past week or so, would you say? Man, amazing, amazing. Mm-hmm. Everything has happened really fast. Things are just a little different. Yeah, I mean, that's the well, Eric, Eric yeah. you might need to redo the intro because we ain't talking no sports. <laughs> right, 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 right. The final, final four, no tournament at all. Yeah, so what, it was the other night. I just had this impulse. Of, oh man, it's Friday. I'm a TNT. Uh, uh, no NBA's on. I, mean, I had some friends the other day. They was talking about brackets of R and B artists. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> Come over again. <laughs> Man, it's tough, man. It's tough. I was like, yeah, Joe, but Joe to see it. Joe to see. yeah. Wow. It was crazy. It was crazy. Yeah, times have definitely changed. Uh, it, it's definitely it's not your everyday podcast. Uh, you can actually find us on our brand new website, the30minutehour.net. And then when you go to that website, you'll see our pictures. You can get to our YouTube page, our Facebook page, our Instagram page, and all of the different podcast hosting sites. I know many of you have iPhones. You can go to your little iPhone app, your podcast app, and get right to us. But, Ted, there's something that's on my mind. Something on your mind. Yes, there is. Other than 
Corona. Other than the world events, but it, but it ties into the world events. It ties into our guest, who okay. if you're watching us at home, she's sitting to my left. We'll introduce her in a second. Are we socially distant enough? Yeah, I, I think we've got enough distance. Honestly? This is like six, yeah. six feet, right? <laughs> That's right. Well, just just in case I'm scooting over. <laughs> that's, right. Brit is, that's right. Brit is too close to us. He needs that's, to move over. That's right. All right. Well, since you asked, Ted, I'm going to tell you what's on my mind. All right. We're, we're going to talk just for a few moments on making the best out of a bad situation. Making the best out of a bad situation. That's right, Trey. Making the best out of a bad situation. So I, I'll start by quoting this famous philosopher that you may have heard of. I'm, I'm going to quote this philosopher. She says, I really got to use my imagination mm. to think of good reasons mm. to keep on keeping on. All right, all right, all right. That's what the philosopher says, everybody. All right, all right, all right. All right. Got to make the best of <laughs> A bad situation. Yeah. Some, some people have heard the philosopher <laughs> themselves. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They quoted her. Right She's a popular philosopher. Oh, yeah. Ever since that day, yeah. I woke up and found that you were gone. Mm. <laughs> mm, 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 mm. That philosopher just happens to be named Gladys Knight. All right. Mm. And those words came from her hit song, My Imagination. And she had these backup philosophers that stood behind her. They were known as the Pips. Yeah, all right, all right, all right. That's right. So I know the Gen Z and the Millennials, Britain, you can go ahead and Google Gladys Knight. That, that'll get you caught up in case you don't know who that is. Gladys Knight and the Pips. But, but Gladys was singing about a lover who was practicing social distancing. Mm. <laughs> That's what it was. Huh? He was just ahead of his time. All right, all right. That was years before coronavirus. He was practicing social distancing. Mm. She felt like... Tell the story. She was quarantined. <laughs> all by herself. Been there, huh? Being quarantined may seem like a bad situation. Yeah. But here's something you may not know. Okay. And again, this is where you pull over to the side of the road, you wash your hands, <laughs> sanitize, you put your mask on. You can't be at the gym because the gym, gym is closed. The gym you is can't closed. be on the treadmill. That's right. right. But, but you want to think about this. We're talking about making the best of a bad situation. Here's something you may have never considered. Isolation provides the opportunity to get better. Mm. Mm -hmm. Indeed. Mm. Isolation provides the opportunity to get better. Mm. I mean, I mean, think about the Olympic gold medal winner. We'll, we'll call her Sally the Swimmer, right? She, she's an Olympic gold medal winner. She became great in isolation. Mm. She quarantined herself from her friends, from her family, and even from her followers. Mm. She practiced social distancing. From everyone, except her trainer. All right. That's right. So here's the question you really have to think about. What will you do during this social distancing season to get better? 
That, that you following us right now? That's the question you really need to ask. What are you going to do to get better? Mm. What books will you read to get better? What audio programs will you listen to to get better? What podcasts will you listen to to get better? Probably got about 49 episodes of 30 minutes. Yeah, I got a great recommendation. (laughs) Yeah. That's right. Absolutely. What videos will you watch? Because here's the the thing that you may not have thought about. Another thing. The quarantine will end, and you will come out on the other side. Right? This is all going to be over. All seasons come to an end at some point. The question is, will you be bitter or will you be better? Mm. Bitter or better? Bitter or better. Amen. Hey, hey, Brittany. Yes, sir. But Eric is getting really good with this thing, huh? <laughs> Look, the more he puts stuff on his mind, <laughs> the, more <laughs> the better he has gotten. Boy, I, I guess... Look, I think it, it happened around episode 17, 18. Yeah. You know, he ain't happy what's on his mind when right. he first started. He wasn't talking about nothing. Boy, when he got man. Oh, yeah, man. Got me, man, I said amen a couple times, man. I thought I was going to check it. It, it, t- it takes about 17 about to episodes you. to kind of get your thoughts going. There. All right, all right, all right. I, I was about to ask, was, was, was church canceled? Because he, was, he had a sermon ready, didn't yeah, he? Did. Yeah, did. <laughs> well, I challenge you. To use your imagination so you can make the best out of a bad situation. Yeah. All right. Yes. All right. I like it. Now, speaking of bad situations, I've got good news. It's got good news. That's right, I got good news. All right. Our guest today, she can help us with that. All right. All right. We had a doctor in the house. Oh, I was a doctor in the house. Yes. Wait, there's a doctor in the house. And we really need a doctor. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I tell you. Not MD, let's be clear. <laughs> She's still a doctor. That's right. She has over 25 years' experience working at the intersection of public health policy, psychology, racial equity, and leadership. She's led major organizational change processes, developed and implemented policies in minority health, health disparities, HIV, AIDS, mental health, substance abuse, and all kinds of other things. Dr. Perry is a frequent contributor to Forbes, Medium, Huffington Post, Thrive Global, and Best Life and Bustle, where she discusses relationships. She's a veteran of the U.S. Army, where she served as a nurse for 10 years. She holds a bachelor's degree in biology from Trinity College, a master's in public health from the George Washington University School of Public Health, and a doctorate from Waldron Walden University. She was a Kellogg Emerging Leaders in Public Health Fellow. She is somebody. Oh, she's definitely somebody. Y'all, they're doing. I would high five you, but we social distancing. Right, right, right. Thank 
like this in the air. Like, you do it like this. Now? Right. Yeah, that's right. Right. All right. A, dist- a distanced fist bump. That's right. Yes. Right. Yeah, elbow five. bump. That's elbow right. Bump. That's yeah. right. Please join me in welcoming to the Thirty Minute Hour Podcast, Doctor Vanessa Marie Perry. Thank you. Thank you for having me. All right. It is an honor and a privilege, and I definitely want to start off by thanking you for your service in the United States Army. Thank you. We certainly appreciate it. Now, let's get at it. What inspired you to pursue your current line of work? Hmm. Well, from the time I was five, I knew I was always going to be a doctor. Hmm. So at the time, I thought I was going to be a medical doctor, and then I took a little bit of a detour. And uh, I went to nursing school. I served in the Army and then ended up getting into public health. And from there, psychology, and here I am. And here you and are. And here I am. So if you could time travel with the knowledge you have and go back to that time when you were 19 years old, mm. what advice would you give to yourself? Whoa, that's a good one. So for me, I would say try different things. Uh, Don't be afraid to try many different things. Don't be afraid to fail. Uh, Fail fast and fail forward. Because failure is the only way that you really determine what it is that you want to do. But I think fear is probably the key, one of the things... Um, that I've learned just in my journey and what I talk to people about is we have to learn how to conquer this thing called fear Mm -hmm. and begin to take a step and ultimately, you know, just have faith that if you take a step, everything is going to work out. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's great. I mean, you talk about fear, but what what are just some of the common fears that you see in your work and dealing with people you deal with? So people have uh, fear of failure. Mm -hmm. They have um, a fear of success. Mm-hmm. They have a fear of other what other people will think, mm-hmm. um, perceptions of other people. I think those are the main three. Um, and the fear of acceptance. Mm-hmm. Um, so that goes along with the, with the third one that I said. But folks have a lot of fears that kind of keep them in one place. And so they're, they're stuck. And they just really can't move forward so fear having conquering the fear is really key mm-hmm. in order to be able to progress forward okay. for anything that you do I mean, what are some simple steps you've seen that helps people to get past those fears well you know what it, okay so this is complex so it depends on what your fears are uh-huh. so that's the first thing once you figure out what your fears are and you're able to acknowledge then you can move forward so obviously I'm a psychologist Mm -hmm. you know I'm a proponent for therapy therapy it's not a dirty word Mm. there's no stigma around it so I often tell people you know find yourself a therapist you know or find yourself a good coach Mm -hmm. um, to help you get past these fears to give you somebody to talk to to um help you with developing some goals, some accountability, a plan around conquering your fears. And and usually it's, you know, our fears, the fears that we develop, most of the time we develop them in childhood mm-hmm. and we carry these things into adulthood. So a lot of times it takes therapy 
Um, but sometimes it doesn't. You know, therapy, look, there a little therapy, a little faith, a little prayer here. You know, and maybe you need a little accountability, a little coach. Mm. So having a team of people mm. to help you. You know, what's interesting, like, in my work, too, I deal with these fears. And I find, like, I'm surprised at how many people are afraid of success. Yes. So, you know, there's this whole idea of, okay, if I fail, I fail. Mm -hmm. But what if I succeed? Mm -hmm. Then there's a whole different set of expectations that are around that. What comes with that? You know, sometimes it's fame. Sometimes it's fortune. You know, are people going to accept me for the role that I'm in now? Um, now that I'm famous, now that I have more money, are these people really my friends? Are these really my family? So I've seen a lot of successful folks. And, you know, there's this idea that when you're successful or when you have some fame that you're happy. Mm-hmm. And that's not always the case. So right. success and happiness are not mutually exclusive. Mm unfortunately excellent excellent so let, let's go ahead and just address the elephant in the room all right let's just get to it which I, one I, I was beating around the bush <laughs> which one right because i was looking around <laughs> which one the elephant around the elephant's named corona right, right? okay so as a public health practitioner what, what are some steps that our followers can take to be healthy not only physically but mentally which mm-hmm, is really mm-hmm. a big deal yeah, yeah. during the season So, you know, the first thing is obviously, you know, cleanliness, making sure you're washing your hands, making sure you're you're practicing social distancing, you know, isolation if needed, quarantine. But I think the bigger piece of it is really around training your mind. Mm -hmm. So I'm a big yoga fan and meditation fan and just this whole idea of mindfulness. The more we train our mind the more we can actually, going back to conquering our fears, mm-hmm. so our fears around coronavirus or whatever, the more we train our mind, the, the better we are in terms of being able to accomplish certain things. Mm. So we're more healthy when our mind is clear, when our mind is at peace. And so I think that meditation, mindfulness, exercise mm. is going to be key as well. I know the gyms are closed, but... YouTube has lots of great videos. Mm-hmm. No, and I'm not a YouTube sponsor. We're not like, trying to get like, that. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Here's the thing, right? So <laughs> you, know, you can kind of communicate with Eric. And then we started looking at this exercise thing. Then you looked at... <laughs> are you trying to say my jacket is a little tight? It's a little snug. I mean, you just like look at me like, you know, like you can go for a walk, brother. Like, you know... The, you know. Not at all. Okay, not at all. all. That was, that is hilarious. Because that was messing with my No, I realized that I was just looking over here. I said, well, but right, but only so, once yes. you're talking. But at least you didn't Look. do it when. It, at least you didn't do it when it said it was an elephant in the room, because then I really felt, I really felt bad there. But no, it Thank was you. not personal. Thank you. But exercise, yes, exercise is definitely key. So exercise, you know, any type of mindful mindfulness, meditation. I'm a fan of these breathing exercises. I do these with my clients all the time. I call them the, the their box their box breaths. Mm-hmm. Um, just how, do you, how do you do it? Oh, yes, I can actually show you. So the whole idea of the box breath is you breathe in for four counts, you hold it for four counts, you breathe out for four counts, you hold it for four counts, and then you breathe in again for four counts. So you're really making a box. Mm. 
So I do that a lot with my clients, and it kind of centers them. It calms them down. Do it, Eric. Do it. Do, 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 it. do the box. I'm not doing the box. <laughs> The box, the, box? the box is helpful. The box is helpful. The box is good. I'm going to leave you to the professional. The box is good. The box is good. doing the box. Are you doing it, Brittany? Yes. Yeah, I done made a fort over here. <laughs> <laughs> Brittany is doing the box. That's right. The box is a good exercise. We call it the box exercise. Box okay. breathing. Box breathing. Very helpful. Now, is that an initial step to get somebody in the habit of meditation or... So, like, if someone is new and they're like, I keep hearing about this meditation, yes. how do I get started? Okay. So, if someone came to me and said, you know, I'm really interested in meditation, how would I start? I would probably say there are a bunch of apps mm-hmm. that you can start with. One that I like is called Headspace. So, Headspace is basically this app, and this is not an advertisement for them, but the, it basically is an app to get you quiet, and it has a little timer, and it has other features to it in which you really can just sit still for a little while. Mm-hmm. So Headspace would be one. The other one that I like a lot is called Insight Timer. Mm-hmm. And Insight Timer has a number of different meditations. So they've got um, ones where you can be quiet. They've got guided meditations. Uh, they've got ones to make you sleep, you know, for anxiety, for deep sleep for yoga, you know, for abundance. There's all of these different things that you can do. So I would probably say find yourself um, a meditation app, or you can try it yourself. Start out with just five minutes, you know, of closing your eyes, being in a comfortable position, maybe set your timer. Make sure you put your phone on away because we are just in this digital Mm -hmm. atmosphere in which we have our phone and all those things. Put your phone away If you can't put it away, put your phone on, do not disturb, set your timer for five minutes and start with five minutes. I'm sleeping five minutes. Meditation (laughs) has gone to sleep in five five minutes. Well, this is why you're not laying down. That's right. You should sit up. (laughs) I could be standing and fall asleep in five minutes. It doesn't matter. Right. Start with five. Start with five. Clear your mind. Focus on your breathing, the breath, you know, that's the inhaling, the deep breath. Exhaling through your mouth, the deep breath as well, and doing that a couple of times. And when you feel your mind going other places, bring it back to focusing on your breath. Mm. So that's the key. So it's it's really about starting to clear your mind, um, starting to focus on you know what's inside of you, so ultimately you can get to a place where you are more clear, you're more focused. More productive. I feel and more, more clear peaceful. and more focused and more peaceful. Just what you're talking about. I feel like I need a nap. <laughs> well, good. I'm glad that these little <laughs> tips worked. That's right. <laughs> okay. So, kind of talking about the coronavirus, you actually have worked with Dr. Fauci, who's kind of mm. leading the whole thing with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Long time ago. Mm-hmm. So um, so Dr. Fauci is over um, NIH, the infectious disease um, section. And so my work with him, you know, years ago was around HIV. So just he's a colleague. You know, he's someone that I know. And uh, as when it comes to coronavirus, I mean, any virus, any type of infectious disease, I mean, he's really the go-to. At the end of the day, when I hear anybody else talking, I don't really listen to them because I'm like, listen to Dr. Fauci. Mm -hmm. He knows what he's talking about. And, you know, he's been around for so long Mm -hmm. that literally he has seen just tons of different 
viruses. He studies them. I mean, he was one of the youngest people to take over NIH when he was appointed. Hmm. And, I mean, he's been at NIH, I want to say since the Reagan, either Reagan or the first Bush. Okay. Um, he's actually older than what he looks, but mm. he's been there for a long time, and so he's the go-to guy. So when everybody else is up there and they're talking, if he's not talking, no, focus your attention on him because everybody else, whatever they're saying is not important. But what he's saying is important, and I think what he said thus far is really important, that we're unprepared. Mm. for this type of uh, pandemic. Uh, we don't have the public health infrastructure mm -hmm. that's in place. Uh, currently, we don't have enough testing. We've failed as it relates to the number of tests. Uh, we don't have universal testing. We were not unable to manufacture um, you know, the PPE equipment quick enough, the vaccine quick enough. I mean, we're so behind mm. many other nations um, in regard to the coronavirus. Mm. So... What about like as far as business owners and business leaders? Now you've got all these employees you supervise. What, what steps can they take to make sure their people are in the right mindset as it relates to this this virus? Yeah, I mean, you know, I think it's a situation in which, you know, you've got to try to keep the morale up mm -hmm. because individuals are scared. You know, they're very scared. You know, that's why you have all of these individuals that are out at the grocery store and they're buying everything up. You can't find anything, you know, not a can of tuna, not a sardine, nothing. Not, not a roll of um, toilet tissue. Not, yeah, nothing. So it's, it's really about keeping them, keeping them calm, um, giving them flexibility and the autonomy to be able to work at home. I think this is the key yeah. um, so that they can protect themselves and, um, you know, isolate, self-isolate. Um, and practice social distancing from their coworkers, but you know, from an employer's standpoint, it's really just about being supportive and protecting your employees at the end of the day, whatever that looks like. That means that they need to be at home. Um, you know, giving them paid leave. You know, kids are out of school now, so there's a lot of parents who are not only teleworking from home, but they're also having to deal with their children. And I was talking to uh, I was talking to a friend today uh, that worked at that works at Google, and so fortunately, you know, Google is saying, hey, you know, you can take a couple weeks off where you don't have to do any work because mm. we know that your kids are at home mm. and they're paid leave. Mm. So the more companies that can do that. You know, the better better off we are. Because yeah. I think that takes the yeah. the stress right. yeah. off of individuals um, and the burden off of them. Yeah, and, and that's a different ball game because now the the teachers are just sending these lesson plans and expecting <laughs> you as the parent to be able to just administer it like you're the yeah. teacher on yeah. top of your teleworking. Yep, on top of everything else you're mm -hmm. doing. Yeah, exactly. It's it's unfortunate, but I mean, this is really a test of not just the public health infrastructure, mm -hmm. but the education system. You know, the economy, the banking system, uh, the business world. I mean, everything is affected. Wall Street. I mean, our the digital bandwidth, the digital divide. You know, we just don't. We we're just so unprepared for this at this mm -hmm. particular time, um, and really far behind a lot of other nations hmm. so we need to improve quickly yep and then Britain I know you wanted to chime in so I I know you Dr. Perry you have a lot of titles we talked about all the things that you're a subject matter expert in and this one I, I want to test your expertise in the 
psychic realm. <laughs> so I got nothing. <laughs> so, wow. so given given your experience with with you know with uh, infectious diseases um, and your work in that in that lane, what does this look like coming out of the um, this current paranoia? Um, maybe when the fear naturally subsides or when, as Dr. Fauci said, when there becomes a huge spike and then there's a dip, how does returning to life as normal, um, what does that look like? Wow, that's a really good question. So um, I'd like to be able to say that we will be able to go back to normal fairly quickly. I think what's going to happen, particularly around this um, social distancing and social isolation is that people, they're going to get bored very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and then their natural inclination will be to want to rush out. But I think there's going to be a little bit of fear. Mm-hmm. You know, there's going to be a, some fear uh, once they've been inside for a while. So it's figuring out, it's being cautious and going back out. Um, you know, not necessarily, I won't say practicing social distancing you know, once we get past this period, but um, just being more mindful and being more cautious about, you know, how you're interacting with people, um, you, you, your hand washing. I mean, obviously, we should be using hand washing anyway and, and sanitizers and things like that. But, you know, I, that's what, I, what my hope is. My hope is that people uh, become more mindful of, of how to protect themselves and understand that at any moment, Anything can happen. You can get infected. Um, you know, this is just a, this is a test mm-hmm. um, in a lot of ways. It's a test, and um, and I think it's going to take a while because you know, like Dr. Fauci said, it's going to take some time before <clears throat> we get to a place where we're back to normal. I mean, if things go the way they are predicting, we're at least talking about being into the summer months, and we know that in the summer months the virus growth will slow but um, it won't be eradicated. So it'll slow, and then um, it does have the potential to flare back up in the winter months and the colder months, but um, we definitely plan on seeing it, you know, at least until the summer when it will slow. And, you know, we're doing the right thing with socially isolating and, and distancing right now to try to slow the spread. Hmm. And whenever they decide to kind of lift the ban on this. I mean, folks are going to lose their mind. Exactly. They are. Running. I got to get yeah. to the club. I got to get to the yeah. restaurant. Yeah. Folks might yeah. ever We got to get to the bar. Yes, we got to get to church. That's I got to right. get to the gym. That's right. <laughs> Everything's going to be packed. Exactly. Yeah, think you know, about it. Even like when it's like... A... I, don't, I, I don't know. I think I... I don't know. I think I'm done hugging for 2020. <laughs> okay. No more hugging in 2020. <laughs> I, think I, give, I think I give it out of that bug. I'll be my max. Brent, little fist bump, little elbow bump. Brent, I got you. Brent, you better hug your mom, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I, I'm utilizing the head nod. Oh. <laughs> little acknowledgement. Right. Little, little head nod. I got you. Wow. But I guess That's it, understandable. There's always the possibility that they could find the vaccine and find the cure. Yeah. So, you know, so here's the challenge around vaccines. So let me just, I'm going to talk a little bit about just the whole vaccine uh, process, what this looks like. So in order to bring a drug to market, you know, you, you're talking about 12 to 24 months. So the vaccine that they're trying right now is in a trial phase. 
right? So even if they fast-tracked it, we would probably not have a vaccine for coronavirus until the beginning of next year because you have to go through a series of trials. So you got to go through phase one trials, which is what we're in right now, mm-hmm. uh, and then you just got to go to phase two um, and then three. And so it takes a while for that to happen mm-hmm. and to bring the drug to the market. Now, the other challenge becomes you get a vaccine and then the virus mutates. So this is what you have with the flu. So when you think about the flu vaccine, doc, so, doc, doc, Lord, you're not helping oh, us. Doc. Sorry. Oh my goodness, doc. I'm, I'm, I'm just, over here box breathing. Like, I'm, I'm like octagon I'm breathing over here. I'm just trying to tell you like, what the process I'm is. Saying, no, I'm just no, yeah, it's not. It's going to be 2037 before uh, we not, have it's not. something. It's not. It's not. I'm octagon <laughs> breathing. <laughs> I'm like, man, what is not, going on, doc? Uh, no. Again, social distancing is key. I might not even text anybody. And, and think about it. <laughs> think about it. So more people die from the flu uh-huh. yearly. We're talking about sixty to 80,000 people die from the flu yearly. This is not the flu, okay? Granted, this is very different than the flu and the mortality rate is much higher than in a flu, but more people die from the flu. So the challenge becomes, you know, how do we get a vaccine? Do we get the, the right vaccine if it mutates, which it will mutate because COVID-19 is the strain that we have right now. Hmm. We could have another strain if it mutates, and that's just the nature of viruses. COVID-20? Oh, no. COVID-29. We could have that. We just never know. I mean, and this is the flu. That's why when you hear people talking about, I got the flu back, you know, I got my flu shot, why am I still getting the flu? Because it's heat-killed virus from two seasons ago. Mm. So if it's from two seasons ago, that's what was prevalent then. That's That's the virus then. It's a totally different virus now. So that's why you can get the flu shot and still end up with the flu because it's a different strain. So in other words, what you're saying, it's going to be a while before I can go to the gym again? I'm saying that it's going to slow down by the summer is what we're hoping. And if there's uh, if they are promising results with the vaccine, you know, they started one person today. They're doing 40 people, as I understand, by the end of the week. Mm-hmm. Uh, if there are some, some promising uh, results, then... Maybe in the next 60 days or so. But mm. there's always YouTube. Look, and there's always running outside. Yeah. Get your home gym equipment. Yeah. Yep. Wow. So in addition to being a psychologist and a consultant and a public health practitioner, you're also a relationship expert. Yes. Mm. That's what they tell me. <laughs> That's what they call you. So <laughs> what inspired you to become a relationship? Well, first off, how does one become a relationship expert? What's the process? All their friends be calling them all the time. Yeah, you know. You know, you know so, yeah, it's usually what happens is I was always the go-to person uh-huh. for my friends, you know, before I got to this place where I'm like, you know what, there's actually money in this. Um, so my friends came to me, and, you know, I always gave good advice. And so I just started doing some work probably about five years ago around relationships. But let me just back up a second and say that, you know, everything we do is relational. 
Mm-hmm. So I realized, like, even in my consulting work and my public health work, a lot of the reasons why people weren't getting along within the work setting had to do with the relationship they had. They didn't have a good relationship with their boss. Mm-hmm. They didn't have a good relationship with the people mm-hmm. that reported to them. The CEO didn't listen to them. They didn't have an effective team. So everything is relational. And so really that's where it started. So even though they were individuals that came to me for romantic relationship advice, I started seeing these relationship challenges in the workplace. Mm -hmm. And then we also realized in the workplace that when individuals are not happy at home or in their personal life, then there's a problem relationally. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of times when you see people that have... um, productivity issues mm-hmm. is usually because something's happening. So that's really where it started. Once you start talking to them and say, hey, what's going on? You know, I noticed that the work's not getting done or, you know, you're a little bit despondent or you're sad, you know, what's happening? Then it's, uh, you know, I'm broke up with my boyfriend, my girlfriend, my husband, my wife, you know, my partner, or, you know, we're having some challenges. And so it really started from there. Mm. In really working with individuals, and as I was coaching these individuals, I realized that there was a need. And then I think pretty much what happened is, you know, obviously the friends, but then there just became, there was like this proliferation of folks that just kind of popped up. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how, but... They just popped up, and everybody had some relationship issues. Mm. Uh, They either wanted to get in a relationship, they wanted to stay in a relationship, or they wanted to get out of a relationship. Uh, And I realized that there were a lot of folks who were unhappy, um, and they wanted to attract what they were not. Mm. So this whole idea of, you know, we attract what we are. So when you love yourself more, then ultimately you're going to attract more love. But if you're not loving yourself, then how can you attract that? And so that's really kind of how I got to this whole place around, you know, relationships and being a relationship strategist and, and working with people around, um, you know, helping them, you know, get it together as a related to that. Hmm. No, and I agree. I mean, relationships are the key to everything. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what advice do you have for that follower that's listening to us or watching us right now? They're looking for true love. What advice? What steps should they be taking? Start with yourself. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you remember that, well, I'll say George Benson, but most people remember it, Whitney Houston, the greatest love of all. Mm-hmm. You know, she talks you about, n- n- no, <laughs> I can sing, I but I won't be singing today. Yeah. Yes, that one. So, I mean, love starts inside, you know. Do you want to sing that? (laughs) Absolutely not. I don't want to sing Gladys Knight. I don't want to sing this either. Trey, Trey, do you want to sing it? Trey says no. Trey's like, no. Yeah, so it starts inside. You know, it starts with yourself. Yeah. So so be the love that you want. Mm. You know, be the love that you want, and then you will attract what it is that you desire but you know if you don't if you're not healthy happy and whole within yourself then you won't be attracting healthy and happy and whole you'll attract needy and you know greedy and all these other crazy things and you know then you'll wonder why well why do I keep Attracting the same type of person. Eating people. Eating, needing, greedy. Yes, eating. All, all, all of the above. Eating, all of those people. So it's And it's because, you know, you're not healthy, happy, and whole. Mm. Britton, do you have anything to say about this topic? 
Okay. Well, it's going to save your pocket a little bit. You can't be taking them out to dinner much because nope. you can't go to any restaurant. You cannot. Look, you better be a whole bunch of talking on the right. phone. Te- well, y'all Face text. Time. Face FaceTime. Talking and texting. Look here, I'm trying to fall in love with me again. Okay, look. Look, nothing wrong with that. Look, nothing wrong with that. Oh, look, do you. That's important. You are important. So, so you got... Some books up there on the topic. I do. You talk about your books there? I do. Well, I'll talk about the first one just because we're talking about self-love. So the red one is um, it's actually a journal. So this whole idea of, of love starting within, um, that's where I came up with that. We're really at a time where, where people are struggling. Um, people are trying to figure out who they are, and this is not just young people or you know middle. It's everybody. Yeah. Everybody's trying to figure out where they fit in, mm-hmm. and so I came up with this idea of um, you know putting a self love journal together. I'd had the idea for a while, and um, you know probably about a month ago now. It's just been out a month, about a month now. Mm-hmm. Um, I got it out there into the world and. So far, it's been it, it's been really well received. Um, there are some things that I plan to do moving forward with it. Um, so we plan on when we when we're no longer practicing social distancing, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, having some conversations around you know what it means to to start with yourself as it relates to having the best relationship that you possibly can, mm-hmm. um, and then how that ultimately translates into you attracting the love that you desire. So this whole idea. Of, of of manifesting, you know, your your mate, the love of your life, uh, attracting the love of your life. Mm. So. Now, is there a particular demographic for the book? Is it for everybody? Who, yeah, who's the I book? I was going to get Britain a copy of that self-love. <laughs> and and said, Britain, when your birthday, man? He ain't listening. Yeah. Do, do we lose Britain? He's over there trying to adjust that mask again. Yeah. He's Get him a copy of the self. You got us on mute, Britain. Look, I think Britain hung up. Yeah, so, I did because you, I did because you were supposed to know my birthday when my birthday was. Ted. <laughs> oh wow! You know what? Unbelievable. <laughs> you know what? You know what? I'm gonna go and distance myself socially from you guys <laughs> because I see I'm not as important as I thought I was. Aww. interesting you know the demographic for it so most I will say the majority of the people that come to me for relationship advice are um, individuals between 30 35 and probably 55 or so Mm -hmm. they're usually primarily women although I do have a handful of male clients which has been really interesting Mm -hmm. Um, that's most mostly women, though, for the most part. Uh, and this just probably goes back to you know, women want to talk about their problems. Um, they want to talk about what their issues are. There are men that may not necessarily feel 
that they want to talk about their issues. They no. may feel that's feminine. We're not guys. We just do it. Yeah. We're like, man, you all right? Yeah, right, I'm, exactly. I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. You're good. Man, I'm good. You, are, you all right, man? Man, exactly. come on, man. Let's just watch the game, man. That's I'm good. It. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I just cry alone. Right. Right. <laughs> Look, that's exactly it. That's exactly it. But, you know, it's interesting because the men that have come to me, I mean, these are really, these are professional men, you know, high-powered, um, who want to be married, you want to be settled down, and, you know, they're trying to figure out, well, why can't I find someone? You know, on paper, I look great, but, you know, what is it? And so a lot of times what it comes down to is they're projecting a certain thing. Mm -hmm. You know, they're projecting a certain image. um, And so they are attracting a certain type of individual, And they can't break that mold. So we have to figure out, well, what did, Well, why are you attracting that individual? And so, you know, usually I'm in the coaching mode with them. But a lot of times what happens is I have to go to the therapist mode and I have to say, all right, we need to take it way back. Like, now what happened with your parents? You know, <laughs> like mom and dad, they're not together. Or, you know, mom and dad... Um, you know, weren't affectionate, and so you're having challenges, you know, as it relates to that, or, you know, or, you know, mom and dad really didn't get along, and so you don't really know how to interact with women, you didn't see happiness, uh, you didn't know how to communicate. That's got to be real tough for you in relationships to be talking to somebody, and they say something about there's something wrong with you and your mom. Y'all ain't got a good relationship with you and your mom. You and your mama. Your mama ain't love you. What is wrong with you? What is wrong with you? I turn that hat off. Look, like, people say that. Look, most times I don't even tell people that I'm a psychologist because they get all sketchy and they get all nervous. <laughs> get nervous and Start they're like, like choosing oh. their words carefully. Yeah, yeah like, social are you distance. analyzing me? Right, right. No, I'm not. You actually. just got the notepad. You just jot down. No, <laughs> just, no I'm not analyzing not you at all. all. Not at all. But there is a sense of awareness, I, I will say. I, I am more aware than probably what many people are because there are things that I pick up on quicker. And, you know, I won't delve deeply into it, but I'll just file it back of my mind like hmm mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. that's interesting <laughs> and then if it comes up again and it presents itself on a couple of different occasions then I'll say okay what's then happening you, then you pull out a powerpoint presentation yeah. put a chart on it showing yeah, then I just ask some questions like hmm I noticed that you do XYZ or this has become a pattern so let's talk about this <laughs> <laughs> oh, but I try man. not to do that too oh, much man. but I am a little bit more self aware than the average individual so so yeah so it's all about you know relationships and you know the, the, the love starting with you and uh, you know and going from there so you wear a lot of hats as, as we've seen from this episode mm-hmm. you're doing a lot of different things so tell us about your schedule. Like, like, I mean, what time do you get started? What time? We, we want to figure out how you're getting all this stuff in. Yeah, that's a long day. I typically have pretty long days. So my day starts usually uh, about 6, about 5.36. So I start my day, you know, with my, my prayer, my meditation time. Usually um, exercise. You know, usually by 9 o'clock. By the time most people are getting in the office, I've had my prayer time, my meditation time. I've had my exercise time. And I may have written for an hour, 
uh, or I've read for an hour. Mm. So I get all that done. And I've always, I've answered all my emails because that's part of my startup. Mm. So anything that's coming from the night, I look at early in the morning. I answer those things um, because usually by about 9 o'clock, what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to either read for two hours because I'm an avid reader, and I also believe that the key to success is reading. So mm. I read probably about five books a week. Mm. Um, so I'm reading for two hours. Uh, I'm writing for two hours. Then whatever client calls I have scheduled, you know, typically I have them scheduled during a certain time of the day. So whether it's um, right now it's usually around, you know, group coaching work or individual coaching work. And then any other maybe report writing and things like that, you know, go towards the latter part of the day. And so usually, you know, I'm probably rounding it out probably about about 6, you know, 7 o'clock. And, you know, starting to shut it all down. I typically don't take uh, calls, you know, business, you know, unless it's urgent, you know, after five um, because it's, you know, it's time to, I've already had a long day. Like I've, I've been up since the crack, really. So Mm -hmm. my days are pretty long and, you know, then I've shut it down and I started again. So so what's your system? You Mm -hmm. said you read five books a week. What's your system? Mm -hmm. Are you doing audio? Are you doing? Combination. Yeah. Yeah. So I have found that audio books for any of my business books Mm -hmm. is what I do. So usually audio books, then I'm usually probably reading three books, three other books simultaneously. So probably two on audio, three that I'm reading, and that doesn't even including that doesn't even include all of the uh, professional material that I'm reading, whether it be articles or magazines or any of those things. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, I mean, it's it's it can be tough, but yeah, I get a lot of knowledge, and I mean, this is how I also am able to curate my ideas about yeah. what I'm going to write about. Mm-hmm. So I got to re- in order to have those ideas continue in the flow. I gotta gotta read a lot. Mm-hmm. Good, and, and we, we like to ask this question just because I mean, it, it it's about the routines. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, yeah. and for our followers, I mean, successful people have routines, yeah. they yep. have discipline. There's yes. no accident. Yes. We're still waiting to find that. Yes, that starts about 10, 11 o'clock. I mean, everybody's starting 5 o'clock in the morning, you know. Well, good luck med- med- I know med- some people like that. Meditating, uh, you know, uh, exercising. It's kind, of a, it's kind of a common theme with yeah. most of our successful mm-hmm. guests. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. We're going to bring on some unsuccessful guests. <laughs> yeah. They'll be like, yeah, I start about 11. Yeah. I get up, I get some, pan- some get, some, get some pancakes and bacon. It's tough. Sit back. And, it's you know. tough. I've got some, uh, i got some friends. i got a really good friend right now that I'm trying to help her to become a morning person mm-hmm. because, you know, she'll stay up all night and then, you know, maybe she'll just be getting started at 12. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's going to work long term. Mm-hmm. But uh, let me know how that works. Well, let me know how that works. But you know, she's 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 coming around to my way of thinking. Yeah, coming around. So, so what do you have to say to that person that says, "Doctor Perry, I hear all that, but I just don't have time to pursue my dreams." Oh my God! When people tell me that they don't have time, that means that they really do have time. They're just mm-hmm. procrastinating. Look, you know, oh, they're boy. procrastinating. Well, they're what, not making time. Well, 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 what do they do if they procrastinate? Oh, there was a book that could help them with right. that. Time. <laughs> Look, I'm big on the whole, you know, oh, procrastination um, and perfection. It's cousin because they're they are interrelated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I I tell people 
I live by my planner. So if it's not scheduled, then it won't get done. Right. So that's the first thing. So anything, anytime someone tells me they don't have time, I ask them, you know, the same question you asked me. Okay, so tell me what it is that you do. You know, once I hear, oh, you know, folks spend a lot of time. Oh, I was on the phone and social media. Personally, I hate social media. Hmm. I just need to be clear. So wow. even though... I have pages. It is a time stealer. It is the biggest time stealer Mm -hmm. that you can have. And a lot of people spend a lot of time on social media. Now, not to say there's not good value from Mm -hmm. it, because, I mean, I miss a lot of stuff. There's some groups that I'm Mm -hmm. in. I actually run a group (laughs) that I'm never in, (laughs) but I'm about to shut it down. Uh, but, you know, I just, I don't have the time to be in those groups. So literally, you know, I'll pop in, you know, maybe at night if I see something, I'll try to scroll through real quick. Maybe someone's tagged me on something, I'll try to respond. But I just don't have time. So, you know, I say if it's not scheduled, it's not done. Hmm. The other thing that I tell people is, you know, figure out what system works for you. Right. Um, you've got to have some type of system, and it takes discipline. Mm-hmm. So part of that is the schedule, um, you know, this whole idea of starting your day off right, you know, balanced meal, exercise, that's key. Um, and then the other piece is, you know, giving yourself some grace also because you're not going to get it right every day. Yes. You know, having some little productivity hacks, you know, definitely helps. Um, you Productivity know, hacks. Mm-hmm. You know, this whole idea of, you know, what's going to make me more efficient. Mm. So, you know, some people have lists. Right. You know, some people use certain apps or software or, you know, whatever they need to, you know, what, get everything that's in their mind out onto the paper and into the world. So I think, you know, those are really key. But for the people that said that they don't have time or they're too busy... No, you just you're unorganized. Mm, yeah. Yeah, you're just unorganized at the end of the day, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, because we're all busy, but we make time for the things that are really important. Yeah, I've, I've told people, so I, I guess that's really just not important to you. That's it. Okay, I'll, I'll stop Same asking you people. About it, since it's right. not important. No, 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 no. Right, right people right. too. Like we talk to the people that are important. Yeah. Like when we when people fall fall off, and you're like, oh yeah, I didn't talk to that person. Or I didn't return. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, we prioritize the people that are important in our lives. Absolutely. And we, we give them the time. And so the things that are important to us, we give those things time as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Britton. So when I call you and you be talking, man, I ain't have time to get back to you, man. When's my birthday, Ted? <laughs> <laughs> He's still on that. Come on, man. I think you heard Britton. He's still on, on that. Come on, B. You know I got you, man. It's I think it's a hard you, feeling. Look, you know I know when your birthday is, man. I just don't want to put it out there for all the listeners to know when your birthday is, man. Right. Oh, you know what? I did. I forgot to tell you what that second was about. I'll get back to it. All right. Tell tell us about your second book. Okay. So the second book is actually more like an anthology. It's a collection of stories. So Mm -hmm. I had this this idea that I wanted to collect stories from people in the faith community. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to collect those stories because I think one of the things that happens is when you are strong in your faith, you may be struggling with how do you deal with your relationships, you know, your romantic relationships in particular. So, and I came to this because I, you know, at the time I lived here um, in my church, I used to be a member at Ebenezer. AME church. And so, you know, I found that there were a lot of women that were in the ministry 
And I wondered how these women in the ministry were balancing their call along with the desire to be married uh, and to be in romantic relationships. Hmm. And what I thought was going to be an anthology of women preachers primarily, it didn't end up like that because, you know, black folks are funny. Uh, <laughs> you know, black folks, they don't really want to talk about, they didn't want to talk about that. So if they want to talk about their call, but they don't want to talk about the fact that, you know, that they have desires or they have romantic interests or that they want to be married. So it was, it was almost like they were two separate things. And so when I put out the call, for for stories, the majority of the women are white and other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they did not want to have any conversations or, or write anything about this particular aspect. So this is really about, you know, how does our faith affect our romantic relationships? And so... Um, it's, you know, there's a story in there that there's a woman who was a nun. Um, she talks about how she left um, the nunnery. I guess that's what it's called. Uh, <laughs> that sounds good enough. Right. You know, how she left the nunnery. There's some other um, stories just about just the, the whole idea of, you know, intimacy, sexuality, and, and faith, like, can those things coexist uh, one time? Um, my story's in there. Uh, my, It's really, it was a time when I was married, and I was talking about the significance of, um, of a cross that I used to always wear. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it was really, it was an interesting journey. And so, you know, for those individuals who, who have questions about, you know, well, how do I deal with my faith, or how can my faith be strong, and I still, you know, have this desire to be married or to date or to court or whatever um, it is that you may have a desire for in a romantic relationship, this answers a lot of those questions, that mm-hmm. they can coexist. So it sounds like people were kind of afraid to come forward to share this, but, but the good thing is a lot of the people that have that fear, maybe they'll be willing exactly. to read the book. Exactly, exactly, exactly. So it's a, it's got some um, some good reviews. It was an Amazon bestseller, mm-hmm. so um, it did um, it did well. Right. <laughs> like our 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 high five, yeah. our social distancing high five. High five. Yeah, you can't see this. Yeah, it's a social it. distanced high, high five. five. That's right. Yes, That's right. not actually clapping hands. Yes, That's right. absolutely. Because of the elephant in the room. That's because right. of the elephant in the room. That's right. Yeah, that's it. All right. So, what's the best way for people to connect with you and get your books and all that good stuff? Okay, so both of my books. It doesn't sound like social media because you don't really like social media. Um, I mean, <laughs> I'm trying to I message you on Facebook. <laughs> you buy the book, just don't message. That's right. I will. I will check it. I mean, obviously, their business. There, there's a business page for. Uh, for the love right, so that's the t- the name of the journal, on which you can see that. So both books, uh, the love right self love journal, um, is on Amazon. Enduring love is also on Amazon. Um, so both of those are available. And otherwise, if people want to reach me, the best way probably to reach me is at uh, hello at the love right, and that's w r i t e dot com. And and usually myself or my assistant will get back to you depending on what your needs are. Awesome. Awesome. Well, we're, we're about to go around the horn. This is the part of the show where each of us leaves a parting thought. 
for the good people. And we'll start with you, Dr. Perry. What is your final thought that you would like to leave for everybody to remember you by? Uh, you know what? Love will conquer all. These are perilous mm. times, but um, just know that this is temporary and love does conquer all. Love will conquer all. Awesome. Very good. All right, Britton? So with this, uh, like we talked about, um, everybody's practicing social distancing and everything. This is a great opportune time to um, check on folks, check on your friends, check on your networks, uh, because you never know, you know, a lot of folks going through and just ending the, uh, you know, the seasonal depressions and everything. Mm -hmm. So it's a great opportunity to call some folks, go through your Rolodex, check on folks, check on your friends, let them know that they're that you're thinking about them and et cetera, so that we can all get through this no matter what strain comes next. Indeed. Oh, how encouraging. <laughs> right. But no, I mean, I, I think that's great. That, that, that's great advice, Britton, because people are suffering in silence. Yes, and, that's and, true. Know, people have their mask on and you're thinking everything is fine and that's yeah. not the case. Yeah. 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 You just never know the difference a phone call can make. No, I think that's great advice, Britton. No, just uh, just the whole mental aspect of, of this time, like like people are feeling heavy, mm -hmm. right? Like it's you know, and you're walking around, and everybody just doesn't know. You're going to you know meetings and events, and people don't know how to greet you. It's just yeah. so much uncertainty, and it's you know, then kind of the whole thing around too much information, right? Like, mm -hmm. like yeah. Like I felt the last time, I think I felt like this was probably like doing, like after 9-11, yeah. where you're just constantly yeah. watching CNN. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know yeah. if you're waiting for them to say, we got to figure it out, like, we're good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. But it's not, so you just keep taking in information. I find myself Googling different states and what's going on in different it's states. And it's just you keep bringing it in and... You know, I think it all comes back to your, you know, our, you know, your faith. You know that that we will get, you know, get, get through, through this. Mm -hmm. But this is a time to kind of going back to what you were saying about the isolation. You know, it's providing an opportunity to to get better. Mm -hmm. Yes, so indeed. It's a, so it's time for yeah. you to pray, meditate, take some time to, you know, cherish the time you have with those close to you, and that will get through this this together yeah. so mm -hmm. yeah, I those are my thoughts now don't ask me to say that again like I kind of worked <laughs> through that <laughs> so I was, can you repeat yourself back? No, absolutely not alright now, now again I, I think that's great um, and it kind of ties into what what I'm about to say I, I think anytime you you have a crisis you've got two components of it right you, you have danger mm-hmm but you also have opportunity yes yeah, yeah. You know, and I think it's critical that we don't focus on the danger we have to seize the opportunity mm -hmm. so you're saying we start a toilet paper business right now mm -hmm. i mean but but that's a perfect example right you know what they they're focused on the opportunity oh yeah. yeah if you own a grocery store oh yeah if you own the twigs toilet paper company right now right let's get mm -hmm. it going let's get you're it going. you're in great shape yeah let's get it going you know so but that, that just says that there is opportunity and we may not see the opportunity right now yeah. But if you're focused on getting better, like we talked about earlier, Absolutely. I mean, there's an opportunity opportunity for when we come out of this. Yeah. And I said when, because yeah. we are yeah. going to come yeah. out at some point. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, you'll be better. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So the key, I mean, we just have to seize the opportunity and not focus on the danger. 
definitely, definitely, definitely. Yep. And then, you know, just want the you know, the small businesses to hang in there. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Right? It's because gonna be it's tough. a trying time when yeah. you're closing down restaurants early and you know, the the government agencies are gonna get through it. The big mm-hmm. corporations are gonna, are gonna get, get through, through it. Yeah. Yes. Right? Small businesses are gonna suffer. Small businesses are you know, mm-hmm. just a a day of no sales yeah. is major it's crippling. small business. Mm-hmm. Oh absolutely. It's crippling. So, you know, just hang in there. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Again, this has been an awesome episode of the 30 Minute Hour Podcast. It's not your everyday podcast. You can go to our website, the 30minutehour.net, and see our picture and uh, get, get access to all of our episodes in different formats via YouTube or Facebook, Instagram, or any of those podcast hosting sites. Did we thank Trey Young today? Oh, we didn't give Trey a shout out. Trey, shout out to Trey on, Young, our cameraman <laughs> extraordinaire. Yay. All right. Trey did a good job. Way to camera. That's right. Go and do your quick little promo for your business. Uh, you can find me at Ken Young Photography on Instagram or on the 30 Minute Hour on YouTube. All right. All right. Trey's professional. He comes in, does what he got to do. Set it up, and then when it's over, he's out. <laughs> Appreciate you, Trey. Thank you. So you see those pictures uh, when you go to our Facebook page and our Instagram page that we post. Uh, we we also have a LinkedIn page now. Oh, wow. Okay. The 30-Minute Hour Podcast. Man, we've been doing it. This, this has been a big week. Everybody talking about Corona. <laughs> now, they be talking about this website. And they be talking about the LinkedIn page. Hey. Man, it's been a <laughs> big a work. But yeah, they're not talking about that on CNN. No, they aren't. Nah, nah, not at all. No, they got to be focused on the opportunity. That's right. CNN is focused on the danger. They That's right. Focused on the opportunity. Indeed. That's right. But yeah, this has been an awesome ex- episode. We certainly want to thank our guest, Dr. Vanessa Perry. Yeah. Thank you for having me. And, and please put your contact information out there one more time so people can get a hold of you. You can find me at theloveright.com. That's L-O-V-E-W-R-I-T-E.com. And you can email me at hello at theloveright.com. Fantastic. All right. Well, that's our time for this week. And until next time, have a great one.